Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. Arnie Philco joins us, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans. Arnie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Noel. Happy to be back with you. I appreciate it. Arnie, you recently um, authored an, an article. Uh, tell us about it. Well, I did. I, I wrote an article talking about the, the current conflict uh, with Israel and, and uh, what's happening in, in Gaza. And, you know, I made the comparison of, of really World War II and that what we're dealing with right now is, is really a battle of not Israelis versus Palestinians or, or land disputes. What, what we're battling is really good versus evil. And, you know, just like in World War II, I don't think anybody, you know, would have, uh, you know, taken the side of, of the Nazis here and, and, and looked at what they did and said, well, you know, there was justification. You know, unfortunately, that's happening relative to Israel. People are, you know, are justifying the, you know, the, you know, the terrible things that happened on October 7. And, you know, if people have read the accounts of, you know, rapes and, and beheadings and uh, families burned together, I mean, these were atrocities, honestly, that the world has not seen in, in 80 years and um, certainly was the worst Jewish event that we've ever seen since the Holocaust. And, you know, and I, I wanted to make the point that this really is good versus evil at this point. And, you know, we need to be on the side of the good and not allow, you know, people to um, really make excuses for what occurred. That was an atrocity. It was one of the worst events in human history. And uh, we've got to recognize, you know, what, what is happening on the streets today, what's happening on the, on the campuses and to call it out um, when we see it. So that was the, that was the premise of it. And then I, I went into a little bit of Ukraine and talked about the common enemies that we're facing here because, you know, people I know have different views on Ukraine and Israel, but the reality is, is that the Russians and Iran, you know, are at the middle of both of these crises, and they are not on our side. 
Arnie, day after day after day, I mean, I'm mystified by this. You know, I'm frustrated by it. Uh, I'm angry uh, that we have allegedly intelligent people trying to um, convince others that there's a moral equivalency here and that Hamas was completely, totally justified in in whatever they feel like their plight is by doing what they did and crossing into Israel and just killing innocent citizens. Yeah, it's uh, Noel. It's 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 despicable and it's frustrating. And and look, I want to say this up front. I I have as much empathy as anyone could have for the for the death and 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 you know loss of life of any innocent, whether it be Israeli or Palestinian. I mean, Israeli and Jewish lives are and Palestinian lives have equal value, but Palestinian innocent civilians are not Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization whose sole goal is to eliminate Israel, eliminate the Jewish state, and kill Jewish people. And, you know, when I have these discussions with people, with people and, and the first thing they say is, well, Hamas was justified, you have to stop there. You have to completely stop that discussion and say there is no justification. No matter the history, no matter the land disputes, there is no justification for the barbarism and, and atrocities that occurred on October 7th. And again, you know, video is now out there. These are not made up things. Uh, we, we have not seen this level of evil and hatred where, you know, where, where babies are, are burned and decapitated, where, where hostages, you know, six, seven-year-old kids are taken and, and, and kidnapped into Gaza right now. I mean, these are things the world has never seen, again, since World War II. And we should never see them and never justify them. So, you know, there is no moral equivalency. Are there legitimate disputes on, on Israeli-Palestinian um, political areas? Of course. Are there legitimate dispute, um, debates that can be had on Israeli policy? Of course. But when you when you when you act upon those issues and and do the types of crimes and atrocities that were committed five weeks ago, uh, you just got to stop and pause and say, we're not listening to it. OK, and uh, that's part of the frustration. That was part of the reason for this article is I've heard too many people, you know, try to justify and And Newell, you, we, even when you see these protests happening and see these what's happening on college campuses. And the shouts for from from the river to the sea, well, that's not some nice political slogan. From the river to the sea is the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, meaning that those that are chanting it are asking for the elimination of Israel, okay? That's not going to happen. And we need to wake up to that of, 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 you know, the distinction between innocent Palestinians and terrorists. And there's a clear distinction. In the past five days, we've witnessed, I think, for the first time, the frustration of Palestinian civilians relative to the overreaching, barbaric conduct of Hamas to the the Palestinians. And it's the first time that I think that we've been able to see this in, in the West. And recently, the Israeli ambassador to the United States, Michael Herzog, uh, made the observation that what you're beginning to see is that uh, the Palestinians may not like the Israelis, but they don't like Hamas too much either. 
Your thoughts? Well, and they shouldn't. I mean, you know, Hamas is using Palestinians as human shields. You know, a couple examples. Um, you know, Israel has opened up each day humanitarian corridors because they're trying to get the Gazan civilians from the northern part of the Gaza Strip to the southern part, which is safe, much safer. And Hamas is stopping them. They don't want that exodus because that, you know, that eliminates their ability to use those civilians as, as human shields, um, you know, with Israel. Now, how pathetic is that? I mean, is this is this a group that really cares about its own people? Clearly not. And then yesterday, the reports came out, and they've been verified now, that Israel offered uh, to deliver fuel to the Shifa Hospital, which is the main hospital in Gaza. It is a tragic situation. I mean, any person of any decency would have a hard time watching the images of babies and people on dialysis that can't get that are dying because of lack of energy. Israel agreed to deliver fuel to keep that hospital open. Hamas's response was no way. Okay, we don't want it. It would only show it, it would only, you know, give some Israel some kind of PR benefit to do that. Again, these are the kind of things that you're seeing and it it you know, it's maybe just a crack right now, Newell, of what you said, but hopefully the Gazan people will open their eyes and see that Hamas is doing them no good here. They're a lousy government. They don't they don't provide uh, regular services the way they should. And what they did on October 7th should be unacceptable, not just to Israelis and Jews. It should be unacceptable to every person that believes in humanity. So I'm glad to hear what you said, and I hope that it becomes even larger. Well, I'm not as optimistic because, you know, when, when I look to our college campuses of Palestinian students, and I said this earlier, these are, these are young adults that come here to this country as an invited guest. And what they're involved in and what they're perpetuating as it relates to the hatred and the vitriol directed towards Jews, to me, is unacceptable. And they should be uninvited. I don't, I don't even know why we're waiting. Um, this is absolutely ridiculous, not to mention the criminal conduct that they involve themselves in as well. But they don't believe any of this, right? I mean, what you hear coming out of their mouths is just, as you said earlier, the complete annihilation of Israel and all Jews. And unless yeah. and until we get to that point in time in history, they're never going to be happy. Well, you're seeing Newell. You're seeing Newell a unprecedented rise in anti-Semitism in this country and around the world. Um, you know, the ADL has reported that were incidents of anti-Semitism are a 400 percent. The Jewish community in this country is less than three percent. Yet, more than 60 percent of hate crimes right now are committed against uh, the Jewish population. And when you watch what's happening on these campuses, including here in, in New Orleans, uh, yeah, Tulane, we had an incident a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is really despicable. And it, it's no longer one political element. It used to be that anti-Semitism was really focused more on the right, the political right. It's not anymore. It's the political right and the political left. And when you see these students and professors and administrators, you know, marching on campus, 
number one, it's it's illegal to do some of the stuff they're doing because you can't at a public institution make your Jewish population feel unsafe. But it it the the words that they used are hateful. Um, the 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 messages they're delivering are just wrong. And I, I will tell you, the Jewish community is extremely concerned right now over what's happening each and every day in cities all over this country. And, um, you know, I, I'm starting to see a, a lot of people kind of speak up against it. Finally, you know, college presidents and others, uh, donors, others in leadership at universities. But, you know, free speech has limitations. And when you start to call for the death and destruction of an entire country and its people, which is what these slogans are, uh, you've crossed the line. And, and we have to be mindful of it, be aware of it, and not, not allow for it. And let me just say this. You know, I've, I've advocated my whole life that hate is hate, okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's directed against African Americans and racism or Jews and anti-Semitism or Islamophobia, whatever it may be. It's, it's time for people of good conscience to all stand up. When, when we hear ugly comments that are made on radio and media, um, it, it's incumbent upon the, the host of the show, it's incumbent upon other people to not just be silent when that occurs. you got to stand up because if you don't take that position and condemn it, then you're, you're basically supporting it, and, and that just can't be the case. Certainly, certainly in America, it can't be the case. Arnie, over the weekend, I read an article, and I talked about it earlier in my show. I don't know if you heard it about these uh, the mosques that have been receiving money uh, to fight Islamophobia uh, from FEMA to the tune that they're putting it out in hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollar grants. And as I was reading the article, um, they're going to these mosques who are taking this money, and at the same time, they're talking about. The, the annihilation of the Jews. And it occurred to me, let's reverse engineer this story. And let's say that we send $150,000 to the Jewish synagogue. In the Jew, and the Jewish synagogue, the rabbi goes to the lectern and talks about killing Arabs and Muslims. What do you think the outcry in this country would be? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it would be, it would be terrible. And... You know, that's that's what I'm talking about in a lot of ways is we've got to get back to the point that people can have legitimate discussions. Okay. I mean I have I have many Muslim friends, okay. I, I've been involved in interfaith work uh between the Jewish community and the Christian community and the Islamic community for years and years. Uh it's good to have respectful dialogue and to understand each other's positions. But what you can't do is you can't cross the line and call for the destruction, the annihilation of a certain people. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's wrong. Uh, we should not be supporting it with funding. Um, so, I, again, I think we have to look at all those situations. You know, part of the situation in Gaza, that's so frustrating. And it, it's, you know, I know Israel gets condemned on everything it does militarily. But I have to say, I don't know of any army in the world that tries as hard as Israel tries to give advance warnings when we're going into civilian areas to try to save lives. You know, Hamas has put its, its tunnels underneath these mosques, underneath hospitals, underneath schools. There was a picture the other day of a, of, of a nice house 
with a kid's bedroom, and the tunnel was under the kid's floor. I I saw that. Uh, Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, look, nobody, again, I mourn the loss of innocent Palestinian life. I mean, you know, there's been over 10,000 alleged loss of life within, within Gaza. Nobody wants that. But what is Israel to do when they're attacked unmercifully on October 7? They're trying to get rid of that enemy, that terrorist group. And the terrorist group uses the civilians to, you know, as shields. It's a, it's a very difficult but, situation. And But the truth you know, be told, this could end tomorrow. Hamas could just give up tomorrow, surrender tomorrow, yeah, turn the hostages <laughs> over tomorrow. If, if, exactly. If Hamas and... Fatah and um, um, Hezbollah are so worried about Palestinians as though they they talk about it every day, and they they have their they have their so-called leaders sitting over there in the UN. If they were really worried about this, they could surrender tomorrow. What well, Newell? They they but it's you know, over. The, the, the we fall- could talk about we is, could talk about a fall- two-state solution, but who who? Who are you going to negotiate with? Not with Fatah, not with Hezbollah. They they all well, talk you, the same language. Well, you, know? you so, can't write. You you can't. So who's le- who's who's left to negotiate with is the big problem here. Everybody in the United States, the, in the, in the mainstream media, is driving me crazy because they're they're trying to make all these comparisons as though you're dealing with a legitimate group on the other side that really wants peace and security and a two-state solution i had well, I, you know what well, it's not no there so what so it's, what is israel to do they're already they're already trying to preempt what israel's going to do in the aftermath of this because the one thing that everybody recognizes from day one the day that israel decided to respond is that there was if there had been a morning line in vegas on this israel's going to win right right they're going right. to win <laughs> you know, so, and, and had there been and, a morning line and, had there been a morning line October eight in Vegas as to whether the world would start to shift from becoming empathetic with Israel to against Israel, you would have put your money on 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 going against Israel because that's what we've seen over the over the years. Every, no, every, every time you, Israelis want Israelis want a long term peace more than anybody in the world. It's been 80 you, you years. You want to know the irony? It was founded. You, you want to know the irony? The thing that's most emblematic of that is the millions upon millions upon millions of dollars that Israel spent on the Iron Dome. Because that's they right. have not responded in kind to every missile fired into Israel at civilian targets. I, I, I had to read an article the other day that said most of the most of the missiles go into wasteland in Israel. And it's like, well, maybe they miss it, or maybe the efficacy rate of the Iron Dome, you know, prevents it from going into the city because the Iron Dome is not going to prevent a missile from going into the middle of the marsh somewhere, right? Uh, Because it would be a wasted missile. But this is how the mainstream media reports it. But no one gives the Iron Dome the credit that it's actually due because what it has done is created an environment where Israel has not had to respond in kind to every missile fired into Israel. That, that, that is with correct. With a 90 plus, 
uh, efficacy rate of the Iron Dome. And had they, and they would have been justified each and every time, we know what would have happened. The hate, the vitriol, and everything would have been even greater. Yeah. And and no one yeah. no one talks about that. I've yet to hear anyone talk about this um, in, in, in the defense. When we come back, I want to talk about an article that shows the human cost of the conflict through the years. And the and the writer of the article seems to imply that there should be more parity in lives lost as a result of this conflict. Again, I don't know who these people are. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Arnie Philco, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans, and we've been talking about the Israeli-Hamas war. There was an article uh, done by CNBC uh, that talks about uh, the five major conflicts that have occurred since the um, Jewish state withdrew from the Gaza Strip in 2005. They talk about uh, 2008, first Gaza, 2012-14, second Gaza, 2021, the eviction for not paying rent in East Jerusalem, and now in 2023. And they, they talk about it in a context as, as though the Israeli, or as though the Hamas military effort, the Hezbollah military effort, and the Fatah military effort comes anywhere close to the level of the military that has been uh, assembled uh, by Israel over the years, as though these are, um, there's equity, or that there like almost should be equity in the militaries of all of this yeah. as they fight these conflicts. And it's like, well, has any of these terrorist organizations figured out that they really don't want to take the Israeli army on? I mean, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Well, two two points in response to to, to that article. N- number one, hopefully people know that Israel left Gaza in 2006. That 17 years ago, it gave Gaza uh, back to the people and said, "You put your own government in place and live a great life and prosper because that's good for Israel." Well, you've seen what's happened in 17 years. The Gaza Strip has has not improved whatsoever, and and it's because it's run by a terrorist organization. At the end of the day, does not care about its people. And in fact, really, at the end of the day, I think most of what happened here uh, five weeks ago is dictated by their proxy in Tehran. You know, who wants conflict? Who wants to see regional expansion of? They don't want to see a Saudi Arabia, Israel, America you know, peace plan, you know, that's what's driving this. And on the topic of proportionality, I mean, that's a ridiculous concept. Again, go back to how we started this conversation. This isn't about the number of people here versus the number of people here. It's about good and evil. It's about who's right and who's wrong. And when you cross over on October 7, take 14, take 200 plus hostages savagely murder 1,400 innocent people in their homes or at a music festival, you don't deal with proportionality. You deal with how do we eradicate a group like this? So right. it's just kind of a, it's, it's a ridiculous, um, you know, premise and 
it's not what we should be looking at. We should be figuring out how do we get rid of these terrorist organizations? How do we curtail Iran so that it doesn't do what it does? And how do we, with with good leadership, which we don't have right now on, on, on the Palestinian side, but eventually with good leadership, how do we get to a two-state solution and real peace between the people, which is what everybody wants? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. As always, Arnie, thank you so much for joining us and adding a lot of context to this issue. We certainly appreciate it. Arnie Fieldco, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans. Um, have a great week. Thank friend. you. Thank you, Newell. You as well. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.